everybody. Welcome to another exciting episode, and it is exciting. It's exciting. The two half squads. It is so exciting, I can't contain myself. <laughs> it is episode 134. Four. Is that yes, right? that's right. Man. This is our second episode of the night. So it's the same day as last time. Yes. But, but in spite of that, we promise another show of like almost 100% dedicated to the greatest game in the world. Advanced squad leader. Yep. And it is. It it's really close. Is. Yeah. And we need we need to thank some people for making it such a great game. We do. Perry. We'd like to thank Perry and Chaz. Chaz for all, doing all such great guys. work. Yep. Yeah. We We've, sent them a nice letter. We we sent them a letter and we're just waiting for them to call. Perry. Perry. I, I gotta be like a Jewish mother. Perry, call your mother. <laughs> call your mother. So thanks to call you guys us. at MMP. Brian Yaus. Yes. Well, we don't mention because we know we don't like to be interviewed live on the yeah. air. But if you ever do... He gets do, shy even hearing Brian, his name. He gets shy. You ever do... Here we are. Here we are. Do something simple. Yeah. Throw it out there for mm-hmm. pos- for posterity. Mm-hmm. I almost said for posterior. For posterior. Speaking of posteriors, mine's a bit larger lately. I've Isn't noticed that, Dave. Yeah, I was watching you come down the stairs and watching you go up the stairs, and <laughs> I've been watching you all, all night long. <laughs> we'll just stay on your side of the table. Have you noticed the spotlight? <laughs> I've, God, I wondered about that shadow. Yeah. So, yeah, you know, the, again, I think I mentioned the blood work coming back a little bit, borderline, too much sugar. When did you go to the doctor? That We're was, just coming off the holidays. Remember, so the, this was last spring. That's and when you last can, went. Yeah and, yeah, and they told me to get a, my act together. And as you can tell by looking at me, have I? You got your act together and you dined on it. <laughs> That's about right. Yeah. So as you can tell, right? So I had to go back for the other blood work for the, to keep the blood pressure medicine. They keep you coming back every six months and they, then they make me do the who do these people think they are my doctor? I don't know they're ordering you around you, <laughs> you need get to, in here you need to do this you, you need to do that no, you Nobody just give me the pills like I that. need I'm not coming that's in that's right <laughs> just give yeah. me my pills yeah so yeah so we were talking a little about dieting yeah it's not I, a new year's resolution thing it's just a serious like I gotta get on it thing and my wife always says don't call it a diet no well, I don't know what to call it it's our new eating plan yes and I, I decided I wanted to lose uh, 10 pounds. You actually are looking thinner. I've lost five since January 1st. Oh, I just actually noticed. Yeah. Because we're both wearing black. Yeah. We which both is, look so yeah, svelte. We do. <laughs> Jeff's wearing his yeah. Left for Dead 2 t-shirt. Yes. I'm wearing my Sergeant Kleinschmidt 9 Egg 2. That's I think we put a, a picture nice. of this on yeah. our Flickr account. Yeah. Yeah, you're looking good. Hey, speaking good. of that, are you going to put any Tarawa up on Flickr? On, Sure. Pictures, because I, yeah. I think I put up some. I always forget. You know, I've been putting them on Facebook. I actually we have 580 likes on Facebook, which I feel like hey, is, it's getting up is there. Really nice. Yeah. And uh, so, and I post stuff there every once in a while, as us, in your behalf. I've said some Thank really you. interesting things. Thank you. I, I do have to check more often. Yeah. But we do digress from our 100 percent ASL. Yeah. So back to the dieting. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And we, you know, we we don't so, eat when we play ASL. No, that, uh, which is interesting. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We're not. It's not no. like Dungeons and Dragons. You know. Yeah. I I'd, I'd almost like to get rid com, of the food. There, coming over to your D and D thing is you, dangerous because you plan to not eat dinner. Somebody brings the big platter of stuff with cheese and crackers, and then there brownies Meats. and cookies and and the chips and the chips, and I eat like a gamer. <laughs> yeah. Got a plan to not have dinner that <laughs> yeah, night. Really. Like. Or we could ban that, but I hate to do that to gamers. Yeah. But but yeah, ASL man, we just get and go, get and go. Here's yeah. the board, here's yeah, the I stuff. Don't know many people here's the that... forceps. 
Yeah. And but so you had pointed out to me one thing uh, was the the weight thing. I I said you know I can eat three salads, substituting that in a week, the good kind. I know not the kind with the all the blue cheese milk. and the croutons yeah, yeah. and throwing on all that. The good kind of salad with the yeah. balsamic vinegar or whatever, and not you know lose even a pound in a week and you're frustrated. Well, and Jeff pointed out kind of like how I can gain it over the long term. That yeah. That's right. You, if it takes you a year to gain 10 pounds, then if you just eat well, you'll lose 10 pounds over a year. So if I cut out that extra 300 calories a week, but do it for more than, yeah. <laughs> than a week or a month and get disappointed and go back to not right. eating the salads, push it all the way through. Right. Really requires a great deal of patience, which which we don't have a lot of either. I mean, pe- people don't. Yeah, I want to You want a that. reward. You, you think... Yeah. Oh, I, I ate well for two days. Now I want to go out and reward myself. You can't really do that. No, you can't do that. Yeah. If you want to reward yourself, instead of going to eat, just play more ASL. Yeah, because, boy, that... Four, it's tough. Four hours can go by quick playing yes. ASL. Yes. You're so into it. Yes. And I, there's somebody I play with who gets very focused, and when we're playing, like, there's no water, <laughs> there's no snacks, there's no drinks. I'm over at his house, and I'm like... <laughs> I think he's trying to wear me down, actually. So like you say, like, excuse me, where's your bathroom? Yeah. And he says, you don't need a bathroom. Keep playing. Yeah. Roll. I go in the bathroom and you hear the... As I'm drinking out of the toilet. <laughs> Dave is spitting his water. Don't spit your water on my table. <laughs> I'm glad it didn't come out your nose. Oh, Okay, I'm okay now. Yeah. <laughs> and it was kind of like I knew. It was kind of like my brain was a half a step behind you, but then I caught. I actually got the joke just before you mentioned yeah. the word toilet, and that's why it became even funnier. <laughs> because it was like, oh wait, he's going to say this. <laughs> and then you did. Well, back to 100% you, ASL. You can't help it. People like ASL. They get very, very focused on it, and and it's fun to watch. And we talked about that on our three moves ahead podcast interview so yeah which was go back over there and check yeah, it out again if you haven't listened to our interview over three moves ahead do that because they would like to know that and maybe leave some comments on their forums they've got forums there sure. for the episode that we were in and we hope you'll listen to some of their other episodes because it's actually a very good show they talk about a lot of different video they're all video games but they're more like war and strategy kinds of video i thought games, they did and they're some board very games, interesting no? not that i'm aware of no, okay not that i'm aware of well, we digress from our 100% ASL. Yes, we So do. what's with these water bottles lately? Have you ever... I mean, seriously. Stop it. Look at how little pressure I can put on this thing, and it's crinkling up. It's the new plastic. What? It's a new cheap plastic. Yeah. Well, gee, how little packing material can we... But that's the benefit of capitalism. Aren't you, aren't you glad you don't have to carry a big, heavy canteen? No, no, because when you pick this thing up from the top... Yeah. Oh, it crushes. So yeah. it, I don't... Sorry for that crinkling sound. You know listener. what doesn't crush is my... Bottle my beef eater gins. My one point seven five liter beef eater gin. Yeah, it's rocking. So back to the one hundred percent ASL. Yes, for shall, real this time. Shall we get on with it? What you got? Why don't you start us off? Because okay. I need to rest my voice. All right. Oh yeah. You know, if I can, if I can digress, <sighs> as I mentioned last show, one thing I want to do. One of my New Year's resolutions is to expand Keep my the show one hundred percent about ASL. Well, that's okay. Two resolutions. Expand my vocabulary, do more ASL, 
playing and podcasting, keep it on target. And the other is to speak better. Oh, yes. You know, and I, I, I've been thinking about this because you speak very well. You explain things very what? well. I think you, well, I think you explain things very well, but you're, you talk all day. You're talking I, to your students. You're explaining things. You can put sentences together without a lot of ums like I do. And, and okay, maybe, I admire. Maybe that's When true. I listen back to the podcast, I admire. And when I listen, I admire you. And when I listen to myself, I think, my wow, posterior. I can barely put two words together sometimes. I need I to practice more, but I'm a computer But consultant. you have better questions and more insight, and I am real surfacey. Well, that, so that that's might what, be. where I admire you, Jeff. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. But I would like to be able to, when it's my turn to speak about something, and this happens to me in social, social gatherings as well, Somebody will turn to me and they'll finally say to me, so Jeff, what do you think about nuclear winter? <laughs> yeah, I could talk about, about that. About which I, I have. I could talk about and that. And I've got thoughts about that and it be like, hey, well, it's not, it's going to be cold. <laughs> Wear a coat. I can't get the words out. I'm stammering. I'm nervous. Maybe I should take an improv class or something, or something, or no, maybe, maybe uh, teach, Toastmasters. You Toastmasters. should teach. I could teach. I should teach ASL. That's what I it's should do. It's not too late to start teaching in a public school. Really? Yeah, in in Waukegan. <laughs> Let's really put you through Why the ringer. Why Waukegan? Because it would be really traumatic oh, for you. Yeah. <laughs> You'd be breaking up fights every week, physically. Oh, yeah, I can having see. Having guns me. drawn on you. Yeah. I would not be the typical movie teacher. teacher who are always the strong, like Mr. What was that name? Coach Ms. Carter. Mr. Tibbs? Yeah. Oh, yeah. To Sir With Love. Remember to that Sir With one? Love, whatever yeah. he was. Ruling with a strong hand. I'd be like, oh, no, there's a fight in the hall. I think I'm going to go out the back. Quick hide. Yeah. What I did the other week was uh, they buzzed from the uh, intercom. You know, it goes, it goes, bing, and then a voice will come on. Mr. Kleinschmidt? And then they'll say, send this person to the office, have, uh, you know, is so-and-so here today? Your pizza's ready. <laughs> I want to have them do that. Oh, that I am so, so going to do that. Yeah, that would be hilarious. That would be hilarious. If I told about the, no, I'll save it for next show. So it went, it went, what I like to do, I do it like every year, at least once as it goes, bing, and then I go, hide everybody, hide. And I duck under the table physically, <laughs> physically in the front row, and the kids all start giggling. Giggling. I'm like, shh, shh, shh. Right, pretend we're not here. Pretend we're <laughs> Well, once in a while, there's a parent waiting in the office to pick up their child. Uh, and that's why they're binging you to tell you to send the kid down. Yeah. So that's my little funny thing I like to do to entertain myself during my yeah. boring school <laughs> day. You got to do what you can. <laughs> I like that. So back to 100% ASL. You're on a kick, aren't you? Uh, we have 100%. to get to this 100%. <laughs> All right, we're going to try. All right, what you got we're for We're going to try. We have a new segment here. Is there a theme song for it? Oh, I think there is. Stand by. Really? Yeah. I don't know if this is exactly appropriate music for this segment, but I've always wanted to play it on the show. Oh, yes. What is Just the name? Just imagine Dave spinning plates. Oh, Keep those yeah. plates going, Dave. <laughs> oh, yeah. I grew up in that era of yeah. television. What is the name of this that segment? Was entertainment. This is the Saber Dance. No. 
<laughs> the segment, not the oh. song. I don't know if I can do it while you're doing Hurry, the you better run back down to that plate. <laughs> How's that for a fade out? That was a very abrupt fade out. I actually had different music lined up for this, but I hate the piece. Of well, music, don't use so that. I didn't do it. Good so, choice. But I, I just thought it'd be fun to go Why through this. Why would pick it in the first yeah. place? Oh, well, it, it seemed to go with this. Oh, so what is the name this of this piece? Well, I, I found this on the internet recently. I find a lot of stuff. I, you, I should show you some <laughs> of the stuff I found on the internet recently. This is called the Big Black Book of ASL Sleaze. Ah, does it have authors? We need this to is it? version two point five. Oh, who knew? Uh, oh, does it have authors? Let's. I don't see anybody listening. We can credit them later. Yeah. It says at the end, uh, Zeke's ASL Paradise. Mm. So maybe that's it. And we'll put a link on the the website. Because this was a nice nice thing I found. And actually, the piece I had picked out for this was The Stripper. Oh. Better to go with the plates. But I, yeah. (laughs) But I hate that song. I I just can't stand it. So I don't know when exactly this was put together, but I just thought I would read from it. The working definition of sleaze is something the ASL rules allows that feels or seems wrong. Oh, because sleaze and the, I get it, the yeah. stripper song. Yeah. I meant that. Okay. Good. Yeah, the stripper. Go. Sleazy. Yes, sleazy. yes. So another definition of ASL sleaze is something your opponent thought of before you did. <laughs> so, and, it, and then he's got a disclaimer on there. He says, you know, ASL is a game. It's not reality. And so, you know, some things will happen what? that might be... You're kidding. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah. Dave, wake up out of this dream you've been in for 20 <laughs> years. It's just a game. Um, but he's, he goes on and he says that, uh, you know, it is just a game. The sleaze is just stuff that's, you know, they're like loopholes. Yeah. Stuff that you can take like advantage how of. I can cheat on my taxes legally. Exactly. And his name is David Kleinschmidt, and his phone number is... <laughs> Now, some of these, even I was familiar with. The first ones in the list, and this is actually six pages long, so we won't do all of them, but I recognize this one right away. And what do you think the first one is? The most obvious. The tank sleaze move. Yeah. Via vehicle bypass Freeze. movement. Mm-hmm. Sleaze, yes. And I, I won't even go through that because we all know what that is. We all know what that is. Yeah, even you, but still. even you people that are first-time listeners, you know what it is. And if you don't know what it is, I'm just going to make you feel still, bad about the fact. If the, if you the don't tank know enters my hex and yeah. I can't kill a tank with a rifle and there's dudes running across the street, right. I wouldn't be shooting at the dudes. I don't know. Okay, it's a loophole. But that—that's the first one. Second one, skulking sleaze. I remember when my buddy first did it. Yes. Wally thought of that, and I think on his own. It, but opponent. doesn't it kind of make sense? And this yeah. is the sleaze move, so that happens that when you, you move out of the and enemy's line new of sight. starter kit, guys, you're going to love this, because you can do yeah. it in starter kit. Right. So it's your turn, and instead you're a defender. of prep, you're a defender, instead of, instead of prep firing. At the guy at, at plus three buildings across the street. Right. You just move back. And hide Out behind of his the line buildings. of sight, behind, hide behind the building so he has nothing to shoot at. And then during your advance phase, you advance back into your position. So now he's got to move into the road at neg two or neg one or right. whatever. Or great prep peril fire. To himself, or prep fire. Which 
there's a turn gone right there, prep yes. fire. No yeah. move, all I guess to do is advance. Yeah. So. And so, yeah, especially, right, if you're doing a just a holding sort of a, a defense where you're just defending and you just got to keep him from getting a certain place by turn five or whatever it is, that's a great way to do it. You, you're burning up turns that way and keeping him from advancing. Yeah, and the idea, I think, of the game is that, well, line of sight's mutual. You always see each other. It is, yes. It is But you don't see me when I skulk. <laughs> right. Right, even though you're still... But also, like my friend was saying, who I thought invented, and I think he did come up with this on his own, um, said, well, you know, I'm the defender, so I maybe like they're hiding more, not as aggressive to pop up in the windows and fire. And, well, right. Okay, maybe so. Yeah. I mean, to, to me, it but, seems like it's okay to Yeah, do. and now I'm so used to it that you, you can look for ways to get a line of sight into those hexes he may back into from a different angle. Well, that's true. Yeah. Uh, or, you, you know, you're just ready for it and... Yeah. Have a go. Or stab him in the hand with your <laughs> fluval forceps. See episode 132. Now, here's one that I kind of knew, uh, but I like they pointed out. This is called crew control sleaze. That's the act of abandoning a perfectly good AFE in order to use the crew to control a victory hex. Yes. Very rarely have I ever even seen it, and I have never done it. So now, lots of scenarios say you may that, not voluntarily abandon your vehicle. Right. And they mentioned that right here oh. because it's so popular, which which follows up on another one that really hurts me because I thought I was the first one to think of this idea, oh. and apparently I wasn't because they do now put it in a lot of the scenario special rules, and that is the pyro sleaze. That's the act of setting fire to key areas to deny movements and route paths. Favorite Whatever. one of the ASL champion of Illinois, Bob Bendis. Bob Bendis. Talked yes. about it on this has very been, podcast. Has been known to do that, but a lot of scenarios now will say kindling is N.A. They'll just say that. And so that, that that's not going to happen. Now we start to get into some things that I sort of didn't know about. And there's 90% of these I sort of didn't know about. This one's called the Disappearing Tank Sleaze. This is the act of using platoon movement, even with radio-equipped AFVs, in order to start, turn, and possibly even exit line of sight before the enemy can declare first fire. What? How does that work? When you start, he can shoot at you. But not all three tanks, because they're all moving at once? Right. Platoon movement, maybe? Right. So you might see one, but if you don't see all of them... And they can, yeah, and they all have to exit. Yeah, maybe that's how that works. Oh, yeah, I never thought of that. There are a couple of times when I thought about using platoon movement to see, to <laughs> thinking that there must be, you know, maybe there's some advantage to mm. moving everybody up all at once. Very rarely, but yeah. maybe. I got. I'm gonna have to think that's about one, that one. To exit bit. the board, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. This one I love because it's always been very annoying to me that when maybe, you finally think, get it. Oh, what? Sorry. Are maybe, you going back? Yeah. Rrr, going rrr, back. Rrr, rrr. Maybe you can't fire on those tanks until they've all completed a movement point or something. That might be, but... Oh, that but, could be. Uh, hang we'll, on. Let's just look it up. Hang on. No, no. It takes too long. Okay, we've looked at that. We've looked that up, and we don't get it. <laughs> so someone explain so, it. Somebody's going to have to explain that one to us. The disappearing tanks, please. Going on to the one where I said, I'm, I'm glad to find this one. Yes. Because I always find it annoying... When I want to use my my bazooka 
and I have to take the backblast penalty. Uh-huh. So here's how you get around that. Backblast oh. avoidance sleaze. Use opportunity fire to avoid black backblast penalties, yet still advance fire phase, fire that bazooka from a building hex. And in fact, okay. rule C13.8 says that. You take the backblast unless you're firing during opportunity fire. Did you know that one? Look, no, your mouth is hanging open. Not. You are agog. I am agog, and I understand it because you're waiting until later to fire. You're probably taking time to make sure you're not shooting the back blast at people behind you. Right. There's a good way to yeah. remember that. Yeah. And that's a, that is a good one. Yes. That's one I would re- really remember to use opportunity fire for. The old self-inflicted wound sleaze. The act of deliberately intensive firing your main armament, all the time trying to disable it and invoke recall. Used to rid yourself of crappy tanks in victory point scenarios before your enemy can destroy them for points. Oh. <laughs> Particularly sleazy players could even argue that it's legal to spike the main armament. <laughs> okay. Never would have thought of that. Yeah. I would just go run, hide around the back of the woods or something. Yeah, no. And- no. Blow up your tank. Blow up your own tank. The Berserk Truck Sleaze. This is various ways of using unarmed trucks or empty carriers to annoy your opponent, deny route paths after they have unloaded their passengers or guns, or trying to get them destroyed for rec TEM hindrance. We're kind of doing that with our AF, with our LVTs. Because you can't route toward a known enemy unit, and a truck counts even though it's not... uh, doesn't have much firepower. <laughs> a truck. Right. Unarmed trucks carrying a half squad or a single man counter are known armed enemy units. They're armed. Okay. So, yeah. Yeah. Then there's the old VCA change sleaze. That's rotating a turret covered arc or vehicle covered arc by simply firing your machine gun. Or if all your machine guns have already fired your main armament. Oh, because you can turn when you fire. Right. So if you turn and fire a machine gun... It saves your main armament for later. Then you take, then you shoot your main armament. You don't have to take that penalty Even for though turning. you wouldn't fire your machine gun at, like, another tank coming up. Right. Because it couldn't penetrate. Right. Ah. The extreme sleaze is to rotate by taking uh, um, any aircraft machine gun shot with an AFV, which has any aircraft machine gun vehicle covered arc only okay that way you so turn the vehicle covered arc like some of the stugs this alone can be reason enough to leave them crew exposed so you leave them crew exposed so you can use that aamg turn your whole tank boom very sweet don't you feel sleazy i do yeah (laughs) cheater yeah special ammo equal two times to hit sleaze yeah, wait, that's where you'd just use your special ammo, because if you miss, the shot doesn't count, and then you get to sh- another free shot. Right. Using your AFE or gun's special ammo to get two hit attempts, this sleaze is often used when the two hit needed is low, and the special ammo's depletion number is as low or lower. Yep. Yeah. You, I, I think you've used so you that don't, one. You don't really need that ammo, but... Use it anyway just to get the die roll. Yeah, to take that second. Yeah, discount discounted if... Right. 
Ranger. And you're right, I do do that one. The ammo shortage double shot sleaze. Hmm. Taking two shots from the same location at the same target, which normally you can't do. When you're under ammo shortage, mandatory fire grouping does not apply. Given a negative die roll modifier shot opportunity, it typically pays that a squad with a machine gun should fire just its inherent firepower first and then fire the machine gun separately at the same target on the same movement factor expenditure if the movement is not, if the first shot doesn't have any effect. So you can fire at the same target with the same squad and machine gun if you're under ammo shortage. Okay. And you have better odds. Saving the machine gun this way will extend the ammo shortage life also. So you're, you're firing the squads first, the inherent firepower, and if it's effective, then you don't need to use the machine gun. Right. You're learning a lot. I see you're taking notes over I there. am. Yeah. I'm pondering. This is the unload the riders for zero movement points, sleaze. Oh, turning the turret. Right. We learned about that with um, the series replay ASL Extra podcast mm-hmm. with Stubitz and Domovic doing that game. Yep, one of the recent ones. Rich did it. I was like, oh, clever. Very clever. <clears throat> this is uh, D6.21 says in a part, a rider on a turreted AFV must bail out if the AFV changes its covered arc, its turret covered arc. Although this does entail a normal morale check, riders who have a high morale or are easily rallied can be successfully unloaded with this sleaze. Yep. Yeah, because normally you pay. You have to stop. Quarter and, and yeah, the yeah. move. Yep. Mm-hmm. Driving a tank through an orchard without using a road is another way to force the riders bail out. We talked mm. about that recently when we were, I think when we were talking about woods. Yes, Driving a tank through the trail. Yep. Um, knocking all the riders off which is a great way to get them off your tank. I got to remember that next time a bunch of people are hanging on my car, which happens in Chicago. <laughs> is they're, they're trying to wash my windshield. Those hitchhikers are very aggressive. Yeah, very, very. Uh, the close combat double advance sleaze. This is advancing into close combat with the objective to win the ambush and perform ambush, ambush withdrawal to gain one or more hexes of movement. Yes. So you go in, then you do withdraw. Yeah. You get another, you can withdraw out. It's not guaranteed, but yeah. Right. Often used to exit a stack who can't quite make it off board on that last turn. Yep. To fulfill some victory condition. And how often does that happen? Very, very rarely. (laughs) Well, I was going to say very, very often. It seems like we've played a lot of games where we're right down to that. Yeah, you're short exiting the board, but you don't have enemy right there you can advance into to get a withdrawal from. Yeah, I mean... This particular combination is, yeah. is pretty uh-huh. rare, but could pull it out. You might win the ASL Open with... Oh, you're not going this year. That's correct. Oh, you would have yeah. won this year. Probably. With, with all this under your belt. Yeah. And there's room under your belt now because you're losing so much weight. <laughs> but I wouldn't have felt good about winning this way, Jeff. You would have felt sleazy, wouldn't yes. you? Yeah. Yeah, and they would have carved your like carved your visage in stone. And um, people would have... Uh, Spat upon it. Yep, throwing probably. eggs at it. And, yeah. <laughs> Cheater. The I'm still good order, the I'm still good order, close combat sleaze. I actually didn't read this one yet. I, oh, well, let me guess. I'm still good order, close combat sleaze. 
Nope, no idea. We haven't had we haven't had the bell in this episode. There we go. No idea. Okay, <laughs> is right. You're correct. <laughs> you don't have any idea. This is choosing not to drop concealment when the enemy advances in for close combat on the last turn of the game, avoiding the possibility of melee and loss of good order status. Oh, you have to have a good order unit in the building at the end of the game. The guy leaps on you in close combat. Yeah, I would, if I don't get the... Wait a minute. You'd have to win the ambush. Usually I would fight you. And then if I don't kill you, I would lose my concealment. And if I don't ambush, I lose my concealment. You can just keep your concealment in a melee? Can you read that again? This is choosing not to drop concealment when the enemy advances in for close combat on the last turn of the game, avoiding the possibility of melee and loss of good order status. Okay, so if they don't... Often used by that last hip good order half squad in the victory condition area. Yeah, I'm not quite getting it, but I think... So you don't voluntarily drop... Oh. I never voluntarily drop concealment. I always want to have it when he comes in because yeah. I get a neg two on the ambush. I, I guess the part that I don't get there is... And we're learning by by reading, aren't we? We're yes. learning even now. This is... Um, yeah, I don't get this. Avoiding the possibility of melee. Can you not have melee with an concealed if, unit? I guess if you ambush him because you have the neg two, which, but you'd always keep your concealment to get the ambush, you could then withdraw and not... And then he'd be sitting there concealed at the end of the game. <clears throat> Something like that. Okay. Listeners, well, chime in again. Yeah. Let's wait for the listeners to chime in. That's them. Route phase attack sleaze. This is self-breaking a unit oh. to use its route to actually progress further along the attack route or toward a victory condition or exit destination. Yes. Have you ever done that? I bet you've done this one in 1,200 games. This, <sighs> this is probably... I honestly do not believe I have. Honestly. I, either I'm not smart enough to think of it, or it just I feel like, oh, if I automatically break and move that far, far away, I won't rally, and then it won't count to help me win. Mm. I don't know. Yeah. But people have done it. Uh, it goes on to say here, somewhat nullified by errata, which requires self-break to occur within line of sight and normal range of a known enemy unit. Oh, but still oh. effective for units which stand a good chance of rallying before their next movement. Sure, phase. yeah, you're, yep, yep. Yeah. SS, all that, fins. Yeah. The prep fire smokers sleaze. Prep fire smokers. Well, you smoke your targets in prep. They taste real good. Oh, yeah, slow wow. smoked. <laughs> How I does like that, that work? The Texas slow smoked. This is set up a kill stack in a building with an AFV out of line of sight behind the building and in bypass. Got that? No. Okay. Set up a kill stack in a building with an armor front vehicle. Out of line of sight behind the building and bypass. Your own vehicle in your hex? Yeah. Out of line of sight behind the vehicle and bypass. After the, Okay. Okay. So then. It doesn't have to be your hex. It could be the hex behind you. As long as he's in bypass. Yeah. Your own tank. Okay. After the kill stack fires in prep fire, the AFV sets off its smoke dispenser in movement phase before moving on, giving the kill stack smoke cover during ah, defensive okay. fire. Okay. I never did think of that. That's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, Joe, drop that smoke, and uh, before you leave, 
Give us some cover. Yes. I like that. Unload passengers, riders, crew for cheap in VBM sleaze. That's what this one is called. That's the unload passengers, riders, crew behind an obstacle in bypass, but without movement factors to move into it. Oh, because you can go into it automatically. Yes. This will prevent defensive first fire in the obstacle hex, as well as get the PRC into the obstacle for free without any movement factors, even if pinned. Nice. Because the unloaded in-bypass unit is placed in the obstacle after the movement phase is over. Yeah, that's... I like that. Very smart. Think how well we're going to do next time we play. I'm going to put all these into effect. Control by tank sleaze. Driving an AFV into a victory condition hex to gain control. While an AFE controlled location is only temporarily controlled, if the location is devoid of armed enemy units, is not a building, and is the only location in the hex, the AFE does control the hex. So normally, I guess an AFE wouldn't count toward controlling the hex. But... If it's not in a building and it's the only location in the hex, <coughs> the AFE does control the hex. Yes. Excuse me. I, maybe I need more gin. <coughs> All right, one more. We'll do car bomb sleaze. Car That's bomb car bomb, sleaze. Car bomb. I'm going to well, call it car no bomb. car automobile counters in the game. No. Oh, wait. Yeah, there are little Jeeps, I guess. Yeah, little Jeeps. Maybe. How's that work? That's the act of moving an ammo vehicle or Goliath near an enemy unit and then setting it off with friendly fire. Mm. Mm-hmm. Shooting up your own big thing, hoping it'll blow up good. You must use OBA or area target type to kill your own units. So you move an ammo vehicle. So you move a Goliath, and I know about Goliaths. Yeah. The little Goliath. DC fully tracked little right. um, yeah, very, robot. Very interesting things. little uh, devices. Yeah. They weren't very effective. No, with the wire and all that. Yeah. They could go. I, I was reading about them recently. They could actually go pretty far. They went like a thousand yards. I That's mean, pretty good. Yeah, it's a long way. I think, in, I think in ASL they only go 16 hexes, which is 320 meters. Yeah. Something like that. Actually, in in real life, they could go farther than that. But yeah, I think the Allies kind of figured out all you have to do is shoot the wires. Because they had one wire for, like, it was three wires. One wire for forward, one for backward, and one for detonating or something like that. Okay. Not very sophisticated, but... uh, Okay, so anyway, the act of moving an ammo vehicle or Goliath near an enemy unit and then setting it off with friendly fire. Okay. You could, yeah, if you can't detonate your own thing, then you can shoot it up. I guess if you up. you know if you're confident, you're going to have OBA there, or area target type. If you're doing some sort of indirect fire into there, you could conceivably blow up the Goliath, and then it takes out takes out its own hex so you, and each surrounding. Yeah, hex, you I can't think. shoot it up with rifle fire. I guess right? no, right, right, yeah. So and I'll, I think I'll save the rest for. Should I save the rest for next time? Well, sure. Okay, so that's a little bit. A little bit sleazy. What time are we on now, sir? And now we're going to uh, take a little pause for a shower. Mm -hmm. 
And do you know what time it is, Dave? What time is it, Jeff? Okay, boys and girls, it's terrain time. Terrain time. Just in time is terrain time. Wow. And the last time we did terrain time, boy, we covered a whole lot of brush and we, woods yeah, brush, and paths and orchards. I'm still picking thistles out of my cactus pad. That was from the cactus patch. Yeah. And so now we're progressing right on into rules 15, 16, the 17, 18, 19. I didn't quite finish 20, though. The cabbage bitch. Yeah. 15 grain. Grain. Amber waves of. And this is also a little bit of a quiz show, Jeff. So, yes, oh, good. Okay, you do yeah. need your bell. Got my bell. It's all grain. wound up. Yep. Could you describe what a grain hex looks like for the audience? The grain in Spain is mainly golden. The grain hex is golden looking. Yes. And it doesn't necessarily take up the whole hex. Correct. It's not inherent because it doesn't have all the little... Piece of, yeah, that is correct. Little bits. And is it a hindrance or an obstacle to line of sight? It is a hindrance. What is the modifier on that hindrance? It's a plus one hindrance for every hex that it goes through. Most excellent. Now, but it, not into the terrain powder. effect modifier. There's no terrain effect modifier. Yes. Right. Only going through it. Correct. Yes. Thank now, you. it does negate first fire movement open ground. Yes. And it negates interdiction. Which is nice. But what are the movement factor costs for infantry and grain? Well, it's annoying. It's an annoying one and a half. Because it's hard to add that up. It is. What is with that? I, I, don't, I go one and a half, three, 11, <laughs> two, 206. Yeah. I, it's like insanely difficult. Yeah. And if you've started off where you're in open ground and you go, going one, going two, now I'm going to grain. Nine and three quarters, <laughs> four and seventeen sixty-six. Like, so then I try this method. Yeah. I try just moving two hexes at a time. Yes, so you can round it up to three. Three. You can call it three. Yeah. And then you know three. Right. Six. Yeah. Nine. Yeah. And then, really sweet. but then my opponent's always like, "I go you can't go nine. Three. <laughs> and he's well, start at three. <laughs> yeah. He's like three. You, you win two hexes. Yeah. You only go one hex at a time. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> One and a half, two, and another half is three. Yeah. I think we're, you know what our problem is, Dave, is we are artists. We are not mathematicians, you and I. Yes, definitely our problem. Other people would have no no No, problem. I know people that can go through this stuff like butter. (laughs) Like a knife, hot knife through butter. Which, if you keep your butter in, like, the butter drawer... (laughs) It's it's already soft. Oh, we don't have a butter drawer. Well, you, no, but well, we, we have stick a ours in chest, a drawer. A butter hope chest. Oh, I hope I hope. <laughs> chest. So the yeah. So we keep some butter in the fridge for that hard kind of butter you need. Yeah. Then you need a hot knife to go through it. Right. And then some butter that's nice and just malleable. Right. Increasing your vocabulary. Yes, I am malleable. Malleable. What does it cost cavalry to move through that? Through butter no. or through grain? <laughs> grain. Cavalry? Well, I think it would be same as infantry. Or is it? Yeah. Okay. Very good. Yeah, I like One the way you nod your head I was helping like, me out. Well, but, but you said it. Yeah. But yeah, you're right. You didn't ring in. Yeah. So. <laughs> your favorite. It kindles on a... What number? Eight. Seven. Ten. 
Wow, that's high. Isn't that high? That seems high to me for crane. But it spreads. Like crazy. On a... Oh, um, seven. Six. Oh, wow. Yeah. It does. Spreads like crazy. Yeah. Oh, that's so why cool. is it so hard to get going? Yeah. Uh, boy, know. setting a whole, uh, you know, I would do that even if it wasn't part of the victory conditions or anything. If I just run it through grain, I'm going to be lighting it. Yeah, just to see it go. Yeah. Slash and burn. And what season, what is, okay, it's not around all year. Right. So what months is it around? What's its season? Uh, April through October. No. March through October. June through September. Oh. What, no, I'm thinking the way, of orchards. The way I memorize that one is we should remember it's June through September when grain was burnable and oh so yellow. Yes. September morn. We danced until the grain went away. In October. Yeah. Yeah, it brings a tear to me eye. Now, otherwise, when the grain's not there, what do you treat the terrain hex as? Dead grain. I mean, no, I guess open ground. Oh, okay. Yeah. Very, very good. We have just completed the grain rules. Wow. Now, that's how all of ASL should be. It, yeah, well, you're right about that. Not a lot of exclusions or exceptions. Or, None. Uh, or referrals to no. five other spots <laughs> in the rule book. It's just simple. There you go. Next up is simple Marsh. Goodness. Now, Marsh is not going to be as simple. I always have a problem with Marsh. I have a hard time identifying a Marsh hex. Yes, we can we confuse it with brush. That brush, one time we had that shrubs, overlay that was the giant, you know, giant hill shrubberies. with marsh. Shrubberies. A shrubbery. Yeah. Now, marsh. Marsh. It is ankle to waist high water and oh. swampy ground. Okay. With vegetation. That is from the rule book. Hmm. I didn't just make up the depth. Yes. Yeah, interesting. Didn't know. What happens to your support weapon when you drop it? In the smarsh. Gone. Yep, gone. Yeah. All unpossessed equipment is eliminated. Well, you wouldn't... I mean, would you drop it? I guess you might. If you got shot dead, yeah, you would drop it. Yeah. And Can't be recovered. Is it a hindrance or an obstacle? Hindrance. Correct. What is the plus on that hindrance? Plus one. Correct. And that is, of course, to same level line of sight. Same is true with the grain from the previous example. So meaning, meaning if you're in an upper level, there is no hindrance. Correct. Okay. And what is the train effect modifier of marsh? There is none. Correct. Very good. It, <laughs> that's not because, that's just because I like the bell. <laughs> now it negates first fire movement open ground and interdiction, as did grain. And that's interesting, yeah. Hmm. I would think it would... Uh, the fact that you're moving through marsh and you're moving more slowly would offset the fact that you're moving through maybe reeds and weeds and things of that nature. And Yeah, but maybe. Who am I? Yes. I'm not going to lobby for that. I've got who other things to do. I've got... My. Yes. Yes. So what happens to high explosive effects? Push. Halved, probably. You are correct. Yeah. Exception bridge 
the bridge over the marsh. Yeah, well, a bridge isn't a marsh. Which famous Pixar character lived in the marsh? Uh, who is Shrek? Correct. That wasn't actually Pixar. That was uh, oh, that just was Disney. The, um, no, um, <gasps> really, the moon Spielberg guy, so. Spielberg thing. Yeah, yeah, with the moon kid fishing right. off the moon. Yeah, SKG or what types of firepower may shoot out of a march? Now here's where it gets tricky. What types of firepower may shoot out of a march? Oh, I I suppose inherent. Correct. Firepower, uh, support weapons. Uh, L, very specific. Oh, really? Yes. Machine guns? Well. No. Light machine guns? Yes. Medium? Nope. Oh, really? Medium? I didn't know that. I think you have to set them up on a tripod. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that totally makes sense. So is that it? Or is there more? Bazookas? Yes, L-A-T-W. Yeah. Um, Hmm. Oh, flamethrowers. Flamethrowers. And demolition charges. Legal. Yeah, you can. Legal, yeah. Yeah, wouldn't you place them like in the marsh and they would be halved or something? Oh, that gets us to the next question. Is it at full or half or a quarter firepower? Uh, DC? All of it. All of it. Flamethrower, light anti-tank weapon, full. Half. I don't... I disagree. I would, too. I'm going to change that. House rule. Jeff's house rule. (laughs) Shooting out of the marsh. Yeah, because although when you're waiting, they give you the half firepower, right, with the Marines landing at Tarawa. So I think they're thinking the same thing. It just doesn't seem like the marsh would be that much of a hindrance. I've been waiting for a marsh like you. Well, if you want to play different rules, just come over to Come to your house. house. Yeah. Door is always open. What is the movement factor cost? Oh, it's got to be high. I would think yes, it's it going to be high. Um, it's way high. Way high. Three movement factors for infantry. All of your movement factor for oh, infantry. Oh, yeah. I should have known. And for three? cavalry. Yes, I would think so. Yes. May you enter a marsh in the advance phase? Yes. No. Okay, that's... I'm not going to say I meant no because people know that already. So you can't move in the advance phase, and it's all of your movement factors to move so the hex. So yeah, makes it kind of like slow going. kunai or the yeah. bamboo, whatever the real difficult right. one. Yeah. Can it be entered with low crawl? Low crawl, that would be a um, a route from an... Uh, yes. May I remind you, it is ankle to waist high water. Well, you wouldn't be crawling. Well, I didn't know low crawl was actually crawling, but I guess that makes sense that it would be crawling. So the answer is no. No. It would be crawl. You could do it if you had one of those reeds, if you were breathing through <laughs> yeah. those yes. reeds. Dollar out. Yes. Can you lose your boats? No. <laughs> Sorry. Can you lose your boots in a, in the mud in a marsh hex? Yes, you can. Yes, you can. Easily. And socks. May you push ordnance into marsh? No. You're correct. What types of vehicles may enter marsh? Uh, yeah, it's tricky. Well, there's the airboats, of course, and the hovercraft. <laughs> but I would think, now let me think, for marsh, that's, oh, that's a good one. 
and you know, I don't know this, so I'm going to have to just think of this logically. Yeah. I wouldn't think you could do an, like a like a tank, a no. fully tracked vehicle. Nope. So that cancels life. out Jeeps. Yeah. Half tracks, right? Half tracks. Half tracks None and of tanks. That. None of that stuff. Jeeps too, yeah. None of that. So what are None. you left with? Trucks. Nope. Can't cut trucks through there. No. Not, nothing. Except if you're playing like Tarawa, you might have certain vehicles that are... Oh, like LVTs? Amphibious. Amphibious. Okay. Hmm. Yep, amphibious only. So yeah, I treat it like a water obstacle. Yeah, with the okay. vehicles, I, you know, what what the heck would the crazy bog check be in a marsh X? You know, when oh you have yeah, the plus three for this and four for that yeah. woods and. So we're at sixteen point four two, boys and girls. Amphibians may enter marsh from an open ground, a marsh hex or a water hex at double the normal amphibious movement points. Example two. Okay. Now, such movement points includes a hex sides, and they and a move to higher elevation. It's all just doubled when you're using the amphibious vehicles. Yeah. Can you use boats in the marsh? Yes, I would think so. Also, I would think so. But guess what? No. No. Wow. Now, maybe I don't know. Ankles to places waist where high. It, that's the places where it's ankle high. I guess so. Yeah. Now there's an exception. Dang. Unless the marsh is in a certain state, <laughs> starting with a letter F, applies to streams. Flooded. Yes. A flooded marsh. Oh, like you, like in the Netherlands. Yep, you can put the boat in. <laughs> I'm sure everybody yeah. in Holland right now is going like, that doesn't happen here. <laughs> What's he talking about? Just because it's flooded marsh doesn't mean it's in the Netherlands. So. But yeah, flooded marsh. Yes. Boats. Can fortifications be placed in the marsh? No way. No. Nope. They'd sink. Now, if the stream is flooded, speaking of flooding, you would treat contiguous adjacent marsh hexes as a stream or a river also. Yeah. So it just floods up. It's just like a giant big river then. Right. Yeah. If the stream or river is fordable or dry, then you treat it as a marsh. Mush. It's another rule kind of like the we forgot that the forest rule existed or pine forest. The heavy mud. You treat it as marsh. a mud flat. Oh my gosh. How how have I gone all this time without realizing there is a mud flat rule? And I had I don't think I knew that. I've been playing mud flats in those Russian oh, really? revolution ones. Oh yeah. Uh, sure. fairly often. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. With Dave. So the rule does exist. A oh, mud that's flat. Be nasty. So a mud flat, sixteen point seven. Wow. All marsh rules apply except the movement factor cost. Would it be higher or lower than? How could for it be higher than all of your movement points? You can't. So it's okay, lower. So half. It's two for infantry and two for. Oh, calf, just oh, is that which all? Would be actually half of your move of four. Oh yeah. Okay. But yeah. Uh, yeah, no, two to go in, so you yeah. can kind of run right across there. It doesn't slow you down too much. Yeah. Rule sixteen point four. Now, is there a a a terrain type 
for Mudflat, or is it a Mars counter? Hex? Yeah, is there no. a counter or something? Only okay. special scenario rule. Okay. Yes. So it'll say treat all Marsh Hexes like Mudflats. Correct. Okay. Thank you for the clarification. Rule 16.4 does not apply. That would be the minimum move stuff. That's all I wrote here in parentheses. Oh, okay. okay. Doesn't apply. 16 point, oh, sorry, of vehicles. Want to take a stab at that? Vehicles through a mud flat? <sighs> AFVs? More uh, generous uh, than that. I'm going to take, uh, I'm going to say a quarter of your movement points. Uh, yeah, all of them can enter, actually. Yeah. And they use the land rate and pay double open ground movement points. Oh, okay. So not too bad. Not, yeah, not as bad as a quarter. Is there a bog die roll? Sure. Yes. You roll bog on a mud flat. Every single hex. Yes. Okay. So it's not real advisable to be going into there. Well, what's your bog? Is it like a 12? I didn't 11? write it down. So okay. it's on the chart. Yeah. yeah. Nor- normally it's like a 12, but I'm sure a bog has got to be a plus two or three or maybe even worse. And what happens to marsh in the snow or sub-zero temperatures? Well, I would think it'd become open ground. Yeah. Yep. 16.43. Ground level or neg one hex. Oh, yeah. This is one I starred this. A ground level hex next to a marsh or mud flat or a neg one level hex next to a marsh or mud or marsh or mud flat. Yes, yeah. mm-hmm. is a bog hex. Oh, it's a bog. The hex adjacent to the mud flat, mud flat or marsh is a it's bog, a bog hex. hex. I did not know that. Not like bog check, but it's a bog. Like a, it's a bog check, like a bog. Yeah, you roll for no, you roll for a bog check. So oh. when you're moving around the marsh to not have a bog check, you have one in the hex you're moving around. This is like the rule in the desert. About, isn't it sand? If you're adjacent to a sand hex, there's a possible chance you'll bog there too. Oh, that's, yes, I think that's or Something right. like that. Yeah. So I totally didn't know this. And Dave and I played these scenarios and didn't really uh, realize okay. this rule. So if you want to get around those marshes, you have to leave an extra Go hex. Go an extra hex wide. Yeah. Yep, yep, okay. yep. And that's, of course, a non-road hex side. So if there's a road yeah. next to it, you're good. Right. Well, rule 17. Crag. Arr. Is it a hindrance? No. Yes, it is a hindrance. (laughs) Darn. I had a hard time deciding. It's a plus one hindrance. And to what? Fire through it at the same level fire. Oh, okay. All right, that was all right. That makes sense. So, crag to crag, plus one. Yeah, although it's a hard hindrance, which has some differences from a soft hindrance like grain. But, point being, is it a terrain effect modifier? Yes. Do you know what that plus is on that one? Two. Plus one. (laughs) One. (laughs) One. Okay. So, they're saying it's not the same as a wooden building, but it's a plus one. Right. Yeah. Although it is crag, boy, you think that'd be hard. Yeah. You and know, I, sometimes I feel like the the uh, rules could be a little more detailed. So 
like, I don't feel like they really cover some of this stuff in great enough detail. It's probably true. Like yeah. how high you're standing up out of the crag. Yes. And kneeling behind the crag. Is yeah, the, how deep is, is the, the squad standing how, behind the crag? How tall is your squad? How, how tall how is tall the average height of one of your squads? Of a German versus right. a yeah. Japanese squad. What does it cost to move into the crag for infantry? Two. Two is correct. For cavalry or animals. Four. Four is correct. Movement points for tanks and vehicles through crag. Oh, man. That's got to be high. I don't think you can do it. You cannot do it at all. They can never enter a crag axe. No AFEs of any kind. No. Okay. I guess you bounce bounce right off it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. They put Ah. signs up. Here's a thinker. What is the only fortification allowed in Crag? Pillbox. Well, oh, wait a minute. No, uh, but that makes sense to me. You could yeah, probably build one, but no, build it's one. not. Um, Can't dig foxholes in too well. Well, let me think. What else is there? There's shell holes. Oh, that's not a fortification. Uh, I don't. I have no trenches, idea. Trenches. Wire. You can string that barbed wire right through there. Okay, I forgot wire is considered a fortification. Yeah, fortification. Yes, right. Yeah, so I guess. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Rule 18. Boy, I don't want oh, to boy, be going through that. We're ending this up quick here. Yeah. Graveyards. Oh, yes. My favorite terrain type. Even surpassing the tennis court or the fountain. Graveyards. Graveyards. Very scary. There must be a lot of graveyards uh, in Europe. With all the wars they've had in Europe, there are very many graveyards. So I'm not surprised they include this rule. With all the vampires they have in Europe, (laughs) they need graveyards to walk around in. Is a graveyard a hindrance hex, Jeffrey? I'm going to say yes, because of all of the headstones Bravo. and and stuff. Thank you. Bravo! Does it have a terrain effect modifier to hide behind the gravestones? Yes. What is the modifier? Plus one. Very, very good, Jeffrey. <laughs> Thank you. Hey, huh, I'm feeling really good about myself. Ha, 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 you should be. What? Ah, vehicles. What's the deal with vehicles you know, in a graveyard? Now, That's, this is, uh, I would say... It's a crazy. I, yeah, I love this because I've played it many times and I have no recollection, but I would say you cannot drive vehicles through a graveyard. That is kind of correct. Only, Only on a road. Tra- oh, only on a road, yeah. I taught my daughters to drive in a graveyard. <laughs> you actually did, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, I did. I we have sh- a nice one close I think by. you shared that before. Yeah. We just shared that recently. I forgot that. Yeah. It's a what? great spot. Jeffrey. You have a great name to say in a vampire voice. Jeffrey. What does what the movement point cost on the road? Road rate. 
No road like, rage, please. Yeah, like Control yourself. Uh, actually, one. Okay. Or two if so buttoned up. Like a... So it actually is double. You have to go a little slower. Like your daughters went a little slower yeah, around the okay. graveyard. They didn't want to back up. You know, it's very scary when you're driving in the graveyard and you have to back up and you're like looking out the back. They don't have the fence around there. So am I going to drive onto the grave with my rear tires? How disrespectful That's is that? Right. Yeah, very. They're worried about that guy chasing him going... I'm coming to get you, Barbara. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Adam and I just watched that. Oh. He did not groove on it. Oh, really? Yeah. It's kind of like, well, you love zombies, but... Oh. Yeah, his boyfriend was going, I'm going to get you, Barbara. Then yeah. He didn't zombie. think it was scary? Not really. Oh, oh interesting. So, yeah. Yeah. So, how about that fully... Oh, that's just vehicles in general? I wrote a question mark. I don't, I don't know. Fully tracked vehicles, though. Um... They can go right over so the grave. Disrespectful, stones. really? Oh, yes. So, uh, how many movement points? Ten. No, half, I don't know. Half of the movement points. That's almost very right. Oh, half their movement points. Okay. Yes, yeah. and it is a bog check at the what plus? Uh, I'm going to say three. Correct, Jeff. Oh, very good. It is a plus three on the bog check. Very, very scary, dangerous yeah, really. to bog yeah, in the bog. Wanna, I'd steer clear. And then if you get bogged in the graveyard, the zombies can get you yeah, easier. Really. Yes, I would say. We still have not played one of those zombie scenarios. What the hell is wrong with us We've here? got time. Uh, uh, another New Year's resolution. I'm writing it down. Put it down. Okay, we're just playing that. We're just scheduling that. We're just doing that next. This is ridiculous. We don't have to Eight wait years later, to do it. We yeah. haven't played it yet. Eight yeah. years later. You know what we're waiting? We're waiting for Hakapale to come out. <laughs> and then we're going to play it. <laughs> and so, there is no bonus for road in the graveyard. It's too ziggy-zaggy. Okay. I'll take What about ordinance in a graveyard? Rolling a, a big and I think on rolling in a big artillery piece. How does that work, Jeffrey? Well, I would think you could set up in there, but yeah, rolling it, manhandling one in there has got to cost you extra. You actually can move only on the road. Oh, okay. Yeah, that makes sense. All those bumpy stones. And DM mortars, dismantled mortars, maybe port, portaged, portaged. They can What's be portaged into? Portaged? In or out. Carried in or out. Well, so you can't roll your big 81-millimeter mortar in there. I would, yeah. I don't know. Sounds kind of restrictive. Can you kick the stones over and just roll right over the headstones? They're heavy. Oh, what if there's a mausoleum in there? Yeah, well, I, don't, I, I honestly... I don't know. Well... That's the end of the graveyard rules. Oh. Can we keep the scary music going? It was abrupt. And can I keep speaking in an accent? You can. Thank you, because the last terrain type is 19. Rule 19. Gullies. Gullies can be scary. <laughs> Gullies can be very scary. What level is a gully at, Jeffrey? Negative one. Okay, gotta stop the voice. Negative one, that is correct. Yeah. Now, you must see through... To fire at another unit, the green or brown portion of the artwork. So you have to, as long as you can see through the gully artwork into is, the next hex. That is uh, center dot to center dot, if there's a clear. Yes. Right. Yeah. 
but if you hit the light colored like normal ground level, it's blocked. So yeah, it's blocked. just you know, imagine yeah. it's the curve in the gully and it blocks the line of sight. Right. So is a gully open ground? No. Yes. It is? Unless it has other terrain in the hex. Oh. And what is the movement cost for a open ground gully for infantry? One. Two. Okay. Really? Yep. Okay. A little more, a little... Uh, yeah, a little harder. Little. Okay. So it's not a real smooth gully. Like It's like a yeah. bumpy gully. And what are the movement costs for a woods gully hack? So there's these combination terrain types, oh, right? You've man. seen them all. You got the gully. You got the woods on the gully. What the heck? I know what's going to happen. I'm going to go upstairs after this. I'm going to think, why do I play this? Woods gully. Hi, what were you guys talking about? Woods gullies <laughs> as opposed to gullies. <laughs> or just Fascinating. woods. What's the, the movement factors for a woods gully? Try this. What's the movement Factor point movement blah, 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 for a woods. Uh, two. And we now know a gully is two. Two. So a woods gully, half. No, <laughs> double. Four? Four. Okay. You simply add them up. So, using that logic. <laughs> it makes me want to go get a backpack and go out and find some woods gullies and see how hard it is, relatively speaking. What's the movement point cost for... A brush gully. Two. Three. Two for the gully, plus the brush. Two for the gully, three for the show. <laughs> Four to get ready and... Five. Four is correct! Four. Because okay. a brush is two, just like woods. Just Oh, okay. All right. And a gully is two. I don't know. Some of this... Now, it doesn't have a or a grain gully in the rules. Yeah, that, well, that. I'm but I would imagine surprised. that would be three and a half. Yeah, right. Two yes. plus one and a half. Yes, the bane of every squad leader player. The three and a half in uh, three gully. and a half movement point gully, gully. grain. And movement factor. What's the cost for leaving a gully? A tear in your eye because you're sorry to so see you're it very, go. Very, very sad. For leaving a gully, well, cost of terrain that you're moving into. Anytime you go up a hill, it's doubled. Doubled is correct. So okay. at least that's consistently very good with the rest of the rules. And the last part tonight of terrain time. Gullies run through hills and valleys and are governed by crest rules and seen down through the gully. And it's all really too complicated to put into words, but mm. very, very simple. You know what I mean? <laughs> You know what I mean? Yeah, I think so. I know you got what you a mean. gully. You're on a level one hill. The gully yeah. runs down the level one hill to the to the level zero, and the gully and the gully continues, and then it drops into a valley, and the gully continues. It's just a level lower than all the rest of the junk. Yeah. And the same kind of rules apply with the crest status. Can you see off the edge? And then if it seems, you know, it, it's it's pretty logical. Yeah, you should really look at it. But boy, to write it up, yes, I was not about to do that. Well, I don't blame you. So. But it's good to know that it's that it sort of just makes sense. Well, good, excellent, excellent terrain Correct. time. Wow, that's a lot of we covered a lot of we covered a lot of ground tonight, <laughs> and it's almost all one hundred percent. Yeah, ASL. I would say. 
So is that a show, Jeff? We've done a good job. We've done another show. That's number 134 in the can. Cut it, print Boy. it, and uh, get it to my office. We're one-third of the way toward... Are we off? No. We're still recording. We're one-third of the way to 400. <laughs> no, to 200. No. <laughs> no. We're a third of the way past 100. Yes. To 200. Yeah. That's what I meant to say. Yes, that's right. But for now, we have to say... Thanks, everybody, for listening and for putting up with our craziness. We appreciate each and every one of you. Hope you learned a little something. And if we made any mistakes, put it on there in the comments section. Let us know. We'd love to hear from you. Send us an email or uh, jump on our uh, voicemail system. Yes. Leave us a message. We'd like to hear from you. In the meantime... We'd like to say... Roll low. And rally well. But But not not when when you're playing playing us. us. Of course. Bye, everyone. Bye-bye. Have you played the Wadi stuff on that big escarpment?